Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. It is a great honor and a privilege to be with you tonight. I'm going to read an opening diatribe from Brett the Elusive. I have been watching a pattern of harbingers since 2010 and before, and the result has brought me to some conclusions that have been correct in their timing in these sequences of patterns and harbingers to the day, and may continue to be correct in our future. Please look at the dates and timing of these harbingers that were and are accurate to the day. Ladies and gentlemen, I strongly suggest that you consult your show notes. I have provided uh, the documentation that he sent me and published it. So everybody needs to look at that stuff. I as well posted... Clintons, and Clinton, of course, will be joining us tonight. Uh, we've got the full mill deal tonight. The Bry is not on the switchboard, but he is on the way. So get a hold of that documentation, get it up in your browsers, and uh, get prepared for in four minutes and 56 seconds, we're going to give it to you both barrels, square in the chest. Why, well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. Let's get everybody safe and sound in the saddle, shall we? Clinton. Very interesting behind-the-scenes gameplay going on here. Um, Listeners don't know that you've been working on a timeline behind the scenes, and it's amazing to me that I had just gotten off the phone with you and checked my messages, and via a friend of Brent's received a message about this very topic. So what's your thoughts on that, now having looked over Brent's uh, show notes there? Well, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear his his explanation of everything that's going on. And, and first of all, I do apologize for my voice. I'm, I'm very severely under the weather, so I do apologize for that. But uh, I, I looked over his notes a little briefly before the show. Um, there's definitely dates that pop up. And what's interesting to me is, is the date that he chooses to say is the beginning of, um, you know, basically what's happening right now. Um, is is very similar to the date that I say is, is beginning as well. So I'm curious to see because he's done so much research in the past on this and the the differences of the um, combinations of dates. I'm curious to see what the buildup is to this because there's a possibility that both these timelines may coincide. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a message and the only thing I had to – Respond was, well, perhaps. Perhaps. Only the good Lord knows. Brian, uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, let me check the date. Brian, it's been exactly 1,346 days since we was last on air with Brent. Boy, a whole lot has gone by. What's your general thoughts on the difference between then and now, Brian, has things died down? Um, Is his calculations even more intriguing than they were now? What's your thoughts on this, you know, past, oh, three and a half years? It's past three and a half years. Oh, boy. I mean, we've had a plethora of things that have happened, and I guess, to state it nicely for those out there that have been commanded to watch, if you can't see it, I can't help you. So, and, you know, to add into that, I think we got a lot to look at here with these uh, these timelines for certain. Of no doubt. And, Brian, you know, you and I have yet to sit down and and pull out your massive amount of work that, that you've done with with. Well, the work that you've done has been with uh, great seculum uh, of folds of time. You, you've dealt with 120 years, the uh, great aspects to that, and you and I never got a chance to cover it. So here we are once around the ride with Brent Elusive. Uh, got a random message from somebody that uh, was not even friends with me, so... I had let it go, and and I don't check the the message request. I don't know to click that button, and I seen there were numbers on it, so I clicked it, and boom, there he was, Brent. 
So, Brent, it is good to have you back on the End Time Tribune. Oh, my goodness, so much has happened. Why don't you give us an update of what has gone on with you personally since then? And then, by all means, you can jump right into your timeline. Let's uh, let's get this thing started. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Hi, Clinton. Hi, Brian. Um, what's been going on with me? <laughs> oh, let's see. I had things prepared. Um. Uh. Okay. Let's get everybody's attention here. You gentlemen know this, but the audience doesn't. Well, I guess they've got my notes. From December 6th, 2017, the day Jerusalem was recognized as the rightful capital of Israel, minus 1,335 days, was April 11th, 2014. Four days before the first blood moon. September 22nd and 23rd, the sign of the woman in the heavens and the Feast of Trumpets, minus 1,260 days, was April 11th, 2014, four days before the first blood moon. From December 6th, 2017, minus 1,290 days, was May 26th, 2014, 490 days before the last blood moon. From December 22nd, when the United Nations voted to reject Jerusalem as Israel's capital, minus 2,520 days, was January 28, 2011, the day that a light came down over the Temple Mount, right over the Dome of the Rock. That should get everybody's attention. Um... I have something here that I feel I need to say, and I thank you for your time. First off, I'm not setting a date for the rapture. That's not what this is about. Jesus said that no man would know the day or the hour of his coming, but he did say to watch uh, so that that day did not overtake you as a thief. So there are signs to look for, and this is uh, my interpretation of the signs that he told us to look for before his coming. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light in the expanse of the skies to separate the day and the night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. God said to know about the rainbow. This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Jesus said to the people of that time, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There shall be no sign given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jesus said, oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? Jesus said that there would be a signs to look for in our day, in the last days, for his coming. In May 1948, Israel became a nation again after 2,000 years. That was a sign of the end times. Isaiah 68, uh, 66, 8. Who has, who has ever heard such a thing? Who has ever seen such a thing? 
Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Jesus said, though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In 1967-68, there was a blood moon, Tetrad, a sign in the heavens, and the last blood moon was on Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, October 6, 1968. 490 days before that blood moon, the Six-Day War began in Israel. In the first time in 2,000 years, uh, Israel reclaimed the Temple Mount, and it was a sign of the end times. Jesus said that the generation that saw the signs of the end times would not pass away before all was fulfilled. 1948 plus 70 years is 2018. 1968 plus 50 years is 2018. I say that just to say that we are close to the end. The number 2,520 is connected to the number 1,260, which is connected to the number 1,290, which is connected to the number 1,335, and they're all connected to the number 490. This is an undeniable biblical truth. And from there, uh, I had more to, to read, but I think I've said enough. And... Uh, the timeline, I, I listened to the show last night, the, the one you put on before, uh, that we did before. Um, I enjoyed it very much, and uh, I can see how much God has shown me since then. Is everybody still there? Oh, yes. We're, we're still here. <laughs> okay. I, you know... Um, I found that episode. Uh, the faithful had been faithful, uh, making up archives, so I found it. Uh, of course, all indebted to Deb. Um, wow, invaluable sister, invaluable. Uh, but she had sent it to me and um, got it back up. I cut out the old, uh, the old intro from it and all that stuff, and got it back up uh, as quickly as I could. And I listened to it twice, really just shaking my head. I mean, I didn't know what to say or how to contemplate it. And Brian and I usually get to talk before an event like this, but that just wasn't possible. So the diatribe that we had, you know, three years ago, Looking back on that time, having no idea that this POTUS was going to get into the government and, oh my goodness, has the gates been opened. Uh, whether uh, people are for him or against him, he certainly is a harbinger. No doubt to that. Uh, he is playing the cards whole different way. Um, he's completely going out of his way to make sure uh, that the direction that he is going is up the creek. He makes sure that he's going against what everybody else has done uh, for the past you know, decades on end. So just that, just considering that is enough to make me take pause. But then looking over your current calculations, 
I mean, you sent me – oh, my goodness, the plethora of information that you sent me is just off the charts. It is enough for you to set up and to hope. To hope. Your redemption draweth nigh. And how many people do that nowadays? How many people sitting in the pews on Sunday actually long for his return? No. No, they don't. They long to take a good look at their tax return. <laughs> but they certainly do not long for the coming of Christ the King. As a matter of fact, I seriously doubt that the majority of them even think on such things at all. Period. Now... With that in mind, everything that you've put together, uh, looking over – I'd already investigated what Clinton had sent me. He sent me a, a whole bunch besides uh, what I published today for the show notes. Oh, I cannot put it any other way. It provokes me to hope and to long, and that's what I want. You know, there – or so many times you get into the umpteenth day, and you're just in the cycle. You're just in the rut. You just do, and, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> God rattles your cage. And you remember, something triggers that response that you remember where it is you're going. And where it is that you want to get to. And... That's the way I take it. That's the way I swallow it. I'm hoping <laughs> these things are the way you have plotted out. Mm. And that's probably got I mean that's 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 probably got most people you know gasping for oh he can't do that. Really? Really? <laughs> so Brent um that's my take on it. That's my take on everything you're going to tell the listeners. And uh, like I said, they're probably looking over your show notes right now. So, like I said, the floor is yours. Take it away. Thank you, Matthew. Um, uh, actually, uh, even in the show notes, there's a mistake that I caught after I sent it to you. Uh, it's dealing with the uh, the first three and a half years. These are these are broken down into three and a half year sections because when I calculated this from two uh, from uh, December twenty uh, fifth, two thousand twelve, uh, no, I, uh, yes, um, to uh, April twenty ninth, two thousand fourteen, um, I came back to where I was, which was two thousand nine. Or so, and so I started the calculations there. I had good reason uh, assume this, the tribulation on a certain date. I honestly, at this point, can't remember how I came to the conclusion of Jacob's trouble being sixty days ahead. 
of it. But there is a distinction there. There is a pattern there. And it repeats in three and a half year intervals. Those who don't have the notes, I don't want to, you know, this is going to sound just like a lot of numbers, but from September 19, 2010, going three and a half years, and then three and a half years after that, there are things that couldn't be known until December 25th when I was sitting at home and God showed me. I consider them presents. I consider them gifts because this material uh, had been sitting around for quite some time. Now, there, there is a distinction between Jacob's trouble and the tribulation date time frame. There's good reason for that. But it couldn't be known at the time that within Jacob's trouble time frame on September 26th, 2010, that 2,520 days later would be the eclipse of August uh, 21st, 2017. Yeah, we, we would know it was the eclipse. We, Matthew and, and Brian and, and astrologers, and they, they knew it was coming. But the significance of it, I think, in these patterns makes a huge difference. Within... Jacob's Trouble again, which is a three-month, 90-day period with the tribulation uh, date um, 60 days after the beginning of Jacob's Trouble. In the middle, I'm not confusing people, Uh, October 29th, 2010. 2,520 days again was before Yom Kippur. Revelation 12, the sign of the woman in the heavens. This was before that event. And yet it falls within uh, a three and a, uh, a, a time period of Jacob's trouble that later down the road, almost seven years later, fall into Jacob's trouble again. Because I was wrong in assuming that the 2010 um, pattern was the real event. There have been two separate harbingers of events in three and a half year intervals that I was fooled by. And yet they gave harbingers that look like the real thing. Uh, it, it just, it just, until things didn't happen, I thought they were going to. On uh, November 17, 2010, um, 
It's 1,260 days before April 29, 2014. That doesn't mean anything to anybody without any paperwork. Jacob's uh, trouble, we have that 1,260 days, which is three and a half years after the tribulation timeline. It falls within the Jacob trouble timeline in 2010. These numbers are all biblical. And they stand out. There's, there's nowhere else that I know of that all these numbers mean anything except in the Bible, all put together. From the time, the first day of Jacob's trouble, in 2010, which is September 19, 2010. There is a 90-day period until uh, what I would consider the second seal opening. I'm considering Jacob's trouble and the tribulation timeline. I didn't know which one was going to be the start of a tribulation period. I didn't know if the white horse, the first seal, is the Antichrist spirit coming upon the earth to change times and seasons and so forth, how could I know? There is speculation that there's a peace treaty signed uh, at the beginning, but it also says that the man of sin will not be revealed until... He steps into the temple and does the abomination of desolation. So I was looking to the second seal for an answer. The second seal is peace being taken away from the earth. Personally, I couldn't know whether the Antichrist spirit had been let loose at the beginning of a tribulation without a peace treaty. So I looked for the second seal sign. Peace being taken away from the earth. From the very first day, Jacob's trouble, September 19, 2010, to 90 days later, to December 18, 2010, to the day that I calculated, thought, the second seal would open, the Arab, the Arab Spring started. Well, I had to wait to see. And when it started, I marked it down. And it became a very, very big deal. And I've got uh, paperwork that I haven't even sent you that the next three months was the vast majority of all these countries in their revolution within the, the government and amongst the people. It says that it will take peace from the earth. It doesn't necessarily say it's armies. Ethnos against ethnos. And we saw that. So I thought, hey, that, that's it? Well, again, I was wrong. But that was a harbinger. Let's jump ahead. Everybody likes to get into the meat. Not from Jacob's Trouble, September 19, 2010. And this is where it gets, this is, this is, it's amazing. I mean, uh, 
It follows a pattern, but then it switches. <sighs> November 17, 2010. Three and a half years later to the day is April 29th, 2014. That is within the Blood Moon Tetrad, um, which started on April 15th. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 349, three and a half years later, after November 17th, was April 29th, 2014. Fourteen days earlier was the first blood moon. So, we have another starting point for my reasoning of looking for the tribulation to start, because nothing happened after the, uh, the Arab Spring. Nothing that was significant that, because I'm considering the seals, at least the first four horsemen and seals, opening at three-month, or, uh, not, excuse me, uh, yeah, three-month, 90-day intervals. So we had the first one, the Arab Spring, from uh, April 29th, 2014, which is 490 days after December 25th, 2012, the galactic alignment, which is how we got here to begin with. If anybody wants to go back and uh, listen to the show Matthew was talking about, I really got a kick out of it, and uh, uh, it was really nostalgic. (laughs) 90 days after... Uh, April 29th, 2014, there should have been something happen. Again, the second seal, because I couldn't tell what would be in the first seal. Uh, I don't know if I sent you the actual paperwork. Uh, WikiLeaks seems to say, uh, I'm sorry, Wikipedia says that it was... um, uh, June 29th, but I have documentation that shows, and at the time, I, we were li- I was living it. I mean, it, whatever they put on there, uh, Wikipedia is not exactly correct. I've got proof for it. Three months, 90 days after uh, April 29, 2014, looking for the second seal to be opened, Peace being taken from the earth, ISIS sent out a video the day after Ramadan saying that they were starting a caliphate. Well, how much have we seen of them? A lot over the years. They have not gone away yet. We are still sending men. We are still having them killed. We are still fighting these terrorists. They still have their caliphate. They they tried to... uh, uh, make prophecy come about by uh, taking over a certain city uh, that uh, the Muslim prophecy says would um, would be a proof of their leader being the the uh, the new uh, is it Imam? No, it's not Imam. The new leader of uh, the Caliphate. So ninety days after a Jacob's trouble, the Arab Spring. 
90 days after a tribulation date, uh, there was ISIS. And these two events were harbingers. And then we come to a blank. What happened? Nothing. Until recently, uh, at least in my, at least on my documentation, nothing happened. Until recently, and I got a download, and um, there is, uh, let's see, December eighteenth, two thousand ten, ninety days after Jacob's trouble was the Arab Spring. Still within the, in two thousand ten, the uh, tribulation time period. It doesn't go beyond that. It goes beyond the Jacob trouble. But it stays within the frame, the time frame, and they overlap. Let's see. January 12th, 2011. And this is where the mistake was. I have it written down as 2010. I apologize. January 12th, 2011. is is uh, 2,520 days before... December 6, 2017, which was when Jerusalem was declared a capital. That falls within the 2010 uh, tribulation time period of 90 days. January 28, 2011 is 40 days after Jacob's uh, trouble, which again is the Arab Spring. I tried to cover all the bases so that even a 40-day period because some of them are more significant. Now this is this is this is what blew me away, and, and this came after December 25th. This is uh, it, I found out stuff today. Looking over stuff, I've missed stuff. This goes so much deeper than I realized. Um, January 28th, still within the uh, 2010 uh, time frame of the, the tribulation. 90 days, a light appeared over the Temple Mount. I love that video. I've seen that video. People say it's fake. They had it from three different angles. Now they got it from five or six. I don't care if anybody says it's fake. That, that, from that day, uh, January 28, 2011, it happened at around 1 o'clock in the morning, Israel time. Anybody going through my documentation will see that some of the dates seem to be off by a day or so. Well, we've got different time frames because Israel's a day ahead of us, at least seven hours. So, if it's the 8th there, it's the ninth here. If it's the ninth there, it's the 10th here. At 1 o'clock in the morning, a light comes down over the Temple Mount in, in Jerusalem, over the Dome of the Rock. 2,520 days later, exactly seven years, the United Nations uh, votes whether to have Jerusalem be the capital of Israel uh, for diplomatic reasons, which 
they want to snuff that out so it doesn't get any more important. But they voted at 5 o'clock in the evening. Seven hours later, uh, which would be in Jerusalem time, would be midnight in Jerusalem. So within one hour, seven years to within the hour, a light comes down over the Temple Mount, and the world rejects Jerusalem as their capital. Blown away. Blown away. I was... (laughs) Away, I just, I, unbelievable. There's a secret. There's a secret. <clears throat> Let me get a sip of something, please. I'm sorry. Thank you. No, that's fine. There's a, there's a synchronization that I sent you on the very first page. Um. Of a of 131 days and 72 days. This secret synchronization is a pattern. And it proves to me, it proves to me, to me, that this calculation is correct. Because there's no way. I mean, you could do it with somebody's birthday. Okay? We'll, we'll take two birthdays and sit them this far apart. And that's what people say about these kind of things. You know, oh, anybody could do that. You know, you could you could find it anywhere. Yes, you could with numbers, but not with events. When the numbers line up with events, and the events have meaning, let alone biblical meaning, then you really have to start paying attention. So... There's a pattern within the pattern. We have the cycles and the time frames and of God's in the heavens showing signs. And then in this pattern I have, there's a pattern. Um, January 28, 2010. It's 131 days after Jacob's trouble. Um and January 28th was uh, the day that the light came down over the Temple Mount. 131 days from Jacob's trouble. January 28th, same day, Temple, uh, light coming down. 72 days after the tribulation date I have. Okay, so so what? 131 days and 72 days, big deal. It lands, you know, you, you can do that. It, it, both of the dates started January 28th, and they're... They're separated, Jacob's trouble and, and the tribulation uh, timeline, by 131 days and 72 days in, in 2010. Let's jump forward, 2014. July 11th, 2014, very pivotal date, a lot going on. But the point being is 131 days after Jacob's trouble, just like, I, uh, just like uh, above, as I'm reading, um, was uh, March 2nd, 2014, and is 1,260 days after the light over the Temple Mount. So we have two Jacob timelines that uh, are 131 days pointing to 
the same event. Now we have the 72 days of the tribulation date from July 11th uh, to April 29, 2014, and is uh, 1,260 days after the light over the Temple Mount. Well, the 1,260 days make sense, but how does Jacob's trouble and the tribulation starting at separate times being uh, on different days of 131 and 72 coincide and match from 2014 back to 2010 okay coincidence jump ahead 2017 from December 22nd and we're talking about the Temple Mount again or Jerusalem uh the day that the, uh, the UN voted against uh, Jerusalem becoming the capital, 131 days after Jacob's trouble, uh, was August 13th, uh, 2017. Let's see. Am I messing up here? The United Nations voted to reject Jerusalem. No, no, no. We're good. December 22nd, uh, 2017, 72 days later, uh, was October 11th, 2017. Now, that doesn't mean much, but from looking at Jacob's trouble in 2010, 2014, and 2017, the events that are important here are 131 days after Jacob's trouble. In 2010, 2014, 2017, all these events, important events, are 72 days after the tribulation date time frame. This is a pattern that I need to look into more. Again, December 25th this year, I got a download. I'm still going through this stuff. I'm still finding stuff. I'm um, amazed. Um, let me stop here for a second. And Clinton, um, this time frame within the time frame of the 131 day and 72 day, 2010, 2014, 2017, if I haven't been too confusing, is there anything like that in your, because I haven't seen any of your work. Is there anything like that in there that that is within a pattern, a pattern within a pattern that you have. Well, um, to be to be honest with you, yes. Um, the date that you have, uh, for instance, just to bring it up, like you have on here, uh, December twenty second is one hundred thirty one days after Jacob's trouble starts on August thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. On my time frame, the opening of the first seal would be August eighth, two thousand seventeen. Now, your next thing oh. you have on here is. December 22nd, 2017 is 72 days after the tribulation date of October 17th or October 11th. And according to my time frame, the second seal opens October 6th. So, <laughs> what's your, so go ahead. So what you're presenting is basically the buildup up until the final week. And then my time frame 
and my time frame is completely based off of the astrological signs that are coming out of here and the 59-day lunar cycle. And once you put those two together, your time frame builds up to that point, and then my time frame kind of condenses it into more specific dates past that. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, that's the thing is, right now, uh, I do have... um, 2017 uh, mapped out, but not completely. So it, it, it's not like it stops. It's like you say, it's a buildup. But these are everything's been a harbinger up until this point. May I interject? Oh, please. If anyone takes a listen to the rebroadcast, you'll take note that Brian and I pointed that out to Brent back then about the 59 day sequence and and why um, why the Lord does that I still haven't got my head on it personally personally and and that's just fine let us consider what both of you are looking at here and why there would be a difference between Jacob's trouble and the tribulation. Well, why is that? Well, we go to the first reference to... You're asking me specifically? I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm going to shed some light on it. No, I'm going to shed some light on it now. (laughs) Um, This is the way it works. Ladies and gentlemen, when you go to the first reference to Jacob and his trouble... I know this is going to take all of you by surprise, but um, the first time Jacob is used with trouble is not when you think it is. It's Genesis chapter 34. And he points his finger at two of his sons, and it works kind of like this. And Jacob said to Simon and Levi, Ye have troubled me to make me a stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites, the Pizzarites, and I being few in number, they shall gather themselves against me and slay me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. And they said, should he deal with our sister as with a harlot? That's the first reference to Jacob and trouble. So, we have to realize that God uses this instance so you can see a little bit farther when you get to Ezekiel, okay? Because there are specific prophecies about Zadok, and the reason why they're given is so that we might know and understand that this particular group is for particularly the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, let me read from Ezekiel chapter 44. But the priest, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near me to minister unto me, and they shall stay before me to offer unto me fat and blood, saith the Lord God. Again in 
Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 11. It shall be for the priests that are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, which have kept my charge, which went not astray, when the children of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray. You have to realize, this is why you're seeing echoes, one and two the other. This is why you're seeing how can I explain this? If any of you have taken a clock, and I mean a mechanical clock, and taken off the back, you will see multiple gears spinning at multiple velocities, yielding but one single time. Now, you can take a stopwatch to those gears, use a stopwatch and determine that, well, wait a minute, one of these gears that takes, you know, a minute to complete one revolution, but the one right underneath it, well, it does so in 12 seconds. So we have to realize that, ladies and gentlemen, all the prophecies concerning the sons of Zadok are going to come true. And in the kingdom, the only ones that's going to be allowed in the inter-sanctuary, because there is, of course, going to be another edifice for Christ the King. Don't think he's going to rule barefooted from the field. Oh, no. Oh, no. So why we frolic in the field, being the bride, we know that the kingdom is administered by uh, those that's going to rule and reign with him. But those, ladies and gentlemen, those the ones that just keep the rules, the laws, the regulation, they are called Hebraically Hamsharatim. Take note, the sons of Zadok will alone, alone, be inside doing all the duties, inside the edifice of his rulership. You have to remember that. So, when you go back to the beginning of the trouble, see where the troubles was from, what the next verse said, which Brian and I have did a lot of work on that too, as far as signs in the heavens, what it mean, and we was saying exactly the opposite of what, what everybody else was saying. Now you can see why that would be true, because Jacob's trouble had everything to do with harlot or the accusation of harlotry. So, that being said, you both have to remember that God has to deal with the sons of Zedek. Not all Jews. Do you understand that? God never said that. He only said the sons of Zedek. We have to deal and come with a reckoning with the sons of Zadok. And they're going to come before the rest of the church gets their uh, full meal deal, shall we say. But God repeats himself when he makes sure everybody needs to know. Um, like I said, uh, all four times in Ezekiel, God makes himself perfectly clear 
that it's not all Jews or or everybody, la dee dotty. He explicitly says the sons of Zadok of the Levites. Them and them alone is going to have to be segregated out. They have to endure. So knowing that and knowing how basic wave dynamic works, once a wave hits a wall, it has a reflection and goes back to the center. Strikes itself, goes back out to the edge. So it's natural that you're going to see echoes, but you're calling them sequences within sequences. Yeah. But I call them echoes because, well, I, um, I've studied a little bit different than you are, and, and I have a different viewpoint than you do. You do, but the point being, both of you should should naturally realize that. That you're going to see within any any cycle is comprised of segregated cycles. A minute is comprised of seconds, is it not? Is not a week comprised of days? Those are sequences inside of sequences. And their concert creates another greater sequence. So that's it just come naturally abiding by the laws of physics. Those things would absolutely have to happen. They would absolutely have to happen. So now that I've rambled on for probably way too long, uh, Brian, uh, would you like to jump in here with any comments up to this point? Uh, because you've been uh, quiet there for uh, quite a while. So, Brian, did you have anything you wanted to add or comment on, please? Well, I mean, there is a uh, string of things that I'm uh, re-looking over here in the background. And, you know, I think something important to point out here um, is the fact that Brent had locked in on that date of December 21st of 2012. And I want to remind everybody that December 21st of 2012 until that last eclipse in the, uh, the uh, well, as we call it, the Blood Moon Jubilee. As you look it up online, they'll call it the Blood Moon Tetrad. But nonetheless, in between that time frame is 1,011 days. But... As we've brought up before, 1010 is your date for two years and under, or two years and in the womb. It's not coincidence that this time frame is in between these two dates. When you go on the flip side of that and you put 280 and 1010 together and come to 1290, you put 1010 on top of 1290. That's your 2,300 days, folks. That day being a kickoff day is very, very important. And, you know, I had looked over those Mayan prophecies quite, quite, quite extensively, even going into the actual um, Mayan books themselves. And it was not, folks, everybody, when that day came and went, they went, oh, the world didn't end. Ha ha, it's so funny. Those prophecies never said that, folks. 
Not at all. But what they did state is we were entering into a time of trouble. We know full well that when we hit the rewind button and went back two years prior to December 21st to 2010 when we had that massive lunar eclipse that took place in the constellation of Orion, that very night something strange happened across the um, entire planet when all of the uh, earthquake monitors began to go off for no reason whatsoever basically showing massive earthquakes all over the planet. Right around the corner, we had the beginning, or actually, if I remember correctly, it might have been a few days before that, we had the beginning of the Arab Spring, because a lot of people sort of ignored the factor of what caused the Arab Spring, and then moving forward, but that all began in that same window. So we have these cycles, within cycles, within cycles, within cycles. And you can see that become more apparent as Brent explains his findings here, as Clinton brings up what his findings are. Folks, we have multiple cycles within time. If you take apart an old watch, an old clock, you're going to see all those little wheels, all those little cogs. Now I'll leave that for the time being. Amen. Amen. And by the way, the earthquakes that you're referencing, that's the very time that I got a very frantic frantic phone call from my uh, very good friend. Um, he shouldn't have been calling me because he was standing outside his car at a stoplight. Because he swore he saw the moon shake as he drove down the street. He thought that uh, there was an earthquake, so he pulled to the side of the road, opened the door, you know, looked out the window. The moon was still shaking. He didn't know what to think, so he drove up to the stoplight, and it bothered him so much. He was like, this can't be happening because he thought it was his car vibrating or something. He was trying to determine what was going on. He finally opened his door, stood out in the intersection again, and called me. Looking at the moon, he said, the moon is vibrating. That's the very time, very night, Brian's talking about. Well, it caught my point attention. Out something else real quick here about 2012 as well. You know, many also consider within that astronomical calendar, they considered that to be the end of the age at the end of 2012, December 21st which is also another interesting little correlation that I had kept my eye on back in 2012. Well, Brian, you and I have did broadcast before about where those Mayans must have came from. With that in mind, it would stand yep. to reason that that had something to do with Jacob's trouble and his time. That's the only thing that makes sense. But let us get back to Brent. Um, Brent, once again, you have the floor. Yeah. Um, thank you, Matthew, guys. Um, this is you guys, uh, and this has been given to me. 
this I do the research after it's been shown to me. I don't do the research to find these things. You guys are intellectuals. I am a child being given a toy and figuring out how it works. So I just want to make that clear that I've been, you know, there's nothing that I have done to receive this, and I'm just trying to figure it out. But with you guys brought up earthquakes, I've been watching since 2010. There's a 188-day earthquake cycle that still, to this day, continues. There's a gentleman uh, I sent seven years' worth of data to, and he is keeping up on it on his website. I don't have a voice. Matthew, you've given me a voice. Brian, you give me a voice. Uh, and, and I just, Jehovah bless you for that. But um, the 188-day cycle does continue, um, I think, because of um, other factors within the universe. That's going to change soon. Okay. The last 2011, um, within the time frame of the tribulation uh, period, uh, was uh, February 3rd, 2011, 2,300 days before Trump goes to the Wailing Wall. Now, he declared Jerusalem the capital. He went to the Wailing Wall, and both these dates have biblical significance to them within the time frame of my calculations. But that is just the beginning. 2014 is where things just just go nuts. Again, March 2nd would be a Jacob's Trouble start timeline. And From March 2nd to, let's see, oh my goodness, October 25th, 2014, from um, March 2nd, 2014 to October 25th, 2014, um, these events occur during the Jacob's Trouble within the tribulation period uh, timeline. March 10th, 2014. 1,260 days before the solar eclipse. I've got a map on my wall of the United States and the world. Many, many things on it. But that solar eclipse was 40 days before Yom Kippur to me is so significant there are more Hebrews and I say Hebrews in the United States than there are in Israel this nation was and still is a world leader but not the dominant and that was a warning from God that was a sign in the heavens then we've got um, March 12th well, hold on. Let, let, let's see how close they are. March 10th, 2014, 1,260 days before the solar eclipse on August 21st. 
March 12, 2014, 1,290 days before the revelation uh, sign of the woman in the, in the heavens. Now, Matthew, you know all about that stuff in the heavens. I have not been given any information about that, and it's not been my forte. But from what I've studied about it, seen about it, and now this, the significance is off the charts. Not only the event and it falling uh, up against Yom Kippur. In these calculations, it's another biblical number. That's, that's all these are, is biblical numbers. I'm only going by the biblical standard of the last day's numbers of, of, what, they, of, of what Daniel was shown and what Jesus said uh, and what Revelations has said. These are all biblical numbers that are aligning with these events that no man can control. The heavens above. Uh, you know, eclipses and and <laughs> and things that are just beyond me in the heavens. March twenty third, two thousand fourteen, one thousand one hundred and fifty days after the Temple Mount light over it. Again, there's that light. Now you would expect it to fall within a time frame on a certain date, on a certain number, but to have it be on a biblical date. I mean, a biblical number is the significance in my mind. And obviously, if it wasn't, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. March 29, 2014, another 1,150 days, and this time before Trump at the Wailing Wall. Again, falling within uh, Jacob's trouble timeline and going into tribulation timeline, which is within the Jacob timeline. <sighs> April 11th, 2014, 40 days after Jacob's trouble, 1,335 days before December 6th, Declaration of uh, Jerusalem, four days before the blood moons. We're going to get into the blood moons. Hopefully, Matthew, um, we will continue this because uh, the blood moons are right in the middle from uh, September 19, 2010 to 2017, right smack dab in the middle, these blood moons, I know you've got the paperwork, um, point to the temple. They point to the temple in 490-day increments with witnesses. And the subject matter of these witnesses are of the Jewish holidays and other holidays that uh, are extremely significant in these days. So I just hope, and I know we will, get into that because it, it, it's kind of strange. They stand alone. There's only one or two instances where my timeline matches up with the blood moons, and you would think there would be more. They almost stand alone, and they are that sign in the heavens. Another one. April 12, 2014, 90 days before uh, July 11th, which is a huge pivotal day. 
It's 1,260 days before the uh, revelation sign of the woman, and four days again before the blood moon. I think these four days before the blood moons, they don't fall into the blood moon category. That's how separate the blood moons were. They were significant enough to say, here's, here's a picture, here's the significance of it, which nobody saw. You know, people were saying all sorts of things about the blood moons. And I didn't know until later, uh, after we had done the show on April 29th, uh, how significant they were. Um, April 15th, 2014, uh, the first blood moon, Passover. April 26th, 2014. 1,335 days before December 21st, 2017, the U.N. vote. These are just over and over and again. And you would expect that, but you wouldn't expect them on the, on the biblical numbers. That's what I said it before. I'm saying it again. April 26, 2014, 1,335 days uh, before December 21st. Now, now, let me ask you gentlemen something real quick. Because up until recently, very recently, I was confused. 1,150 evenings and mornings. I wasn't sure whether that meant 2,300 days or literally 1,150 days. What is our opinion out there? Ask that question one more time. It talks about the 1,150 days, uh, evenings and mornings. Does that make it 1,150 days or 2,300 days? Well. Because I've got both of them down here. Now, well, let me remind you. (laughs) Okay. You're going to (laughs) have, how do I put this? What do you call them? Um, you, you call them echoes or sequences. Okay. Yep. The sequence of the bride and the sequence of the sons of Zadok are offset. Do you understand? You're putting it in terms that is um, a bit confusing for me. Uh, it was a straightforward question, but I'll take any answer I can get. Okay. The reason why you're seeing two different things is just like changing a gear on a 10-speed. Well, when it was written, when it was written, it's talking about evening and morning, 1,150 evenings and mornings. Is that 1,150 days or 2,300 or both? That is both, one for the sons of Zadok, one secular for the bride. Okay, way beyond me. Um, Just be honest. One time, di- one one speed is for the sons of oh, Zadok, yeah. and the other speed is for the bride. Gotcha. Which is all the church. So that, which is- uh, that I understand the distinction between the two, but when it when it's when it's written out, it seems like it's one or the other. So my conception of it seems to be that it, yes, it your conception be both, of it. Can't. Yeah. Oh, yes, it can be both. Oh, yes, it can be. You're right. 
exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. That being said, you're not aware of the video I made entitled "Sign of Revelation 12 Occurs in 2017." You haven't watched that, have you? Wow. Love the title. Gotta love the the video. No, I have well, not, Matthew. Well, it's the opposite of everything else you've watched and read about that. Because I declare emphatically in there what to be actually happening is I read to you about Jacob's trouble out of Genesis. Mm. And I'm on record as saying that is emphatically a urea crown that's being set upon the woman. God would never put an Egyptian crown on his bride. Now I'm on record as saying that. Uh, I don't know when I don't know when that vi video was published. Um, I think I did it at least a couple of years beforehand. So, so with that in mind, um, I know it's hard for your you your mind to comprehend that no, it can mean both. It can absolutely mean both. <laughs> and I know it's hard to to grasp. Well, how are we ever going to grasp the mechanics of light? We're not going to, not in this life. Or the mechanics of ion exchange. We're not going to. <laughs> we can't. I mean, our skulls are pretty big, but they ain't that big. So, that's what I have to say about that. Okay? And we have to understand that that, that what is going on here... Let's, let's talk about time and what the Lord told us about the raging of the seas. Now... What amazes me is that people don't realize mechanically what happened during the supermoon. If you don't live on the beach, <laughs> you don't realize that, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord your God is expecting you to realize that he told you to mark time off by the faithful witness. That's a given. Okay? He's also expecting you to know uh, that the closer the moon gets to the earth, the higher the tide. But if you don't live on the beach, you don't recognize it. And he's expecting you... Well, it was almost like he was absolutely expecting people in the end generation to have the technology to be able to calculate when the moon was closest and when the moon was furthest away, thereby making the tides deeper. The closer the moon came, the deeper the tides would get. This would create an echo, well, or a segment, however you want to put it, of increasing intensity. Taking note... <laughs> That in between there, of course, you've got two ebbs. One ebb comes for uh, the sons of Zadok. One ebb comes for his bride. You'll take note. Go to the beach. The next time you're able to do this, go to the beach. 
and count how many waves it takes before the tide is all the way in. Because a wave will splash, then another wave will splash, and it'll be farther. Then a wave will mimic that, and then it'll splash farther. It does this naturally, and God was expecting you to know this. I mean, this is elementary things. Mechanically, these have been known since the 1700s. That the closer the moon gets, the farther the tide will come up on the beach. He was expecting you to understand that. And the tide does not rush in a new tsunami. It does so uh, by echoes. <laughs> and he was expecting all of us to know that. He didn't say that we were – anybody was going to be alarmed by a tsunami. That's not what it said. It said raging of the waters. didn't say tsunami. He was expecting you, his children, to know to calculate time that way, not only prophetically, but mechanically. Now, that being said, Brent, you probably just – I don't know. Maybe you never knew that, that, that uh, if we have a supermoon, especially a super blood moon… The tide's going to come in farther than it does when the moon is farther away from the Earth. No, absolutely. No, I have been aware of that, but but didn't know where to put it. The significance of it it, it was was stopped at the shore, in my mind. Well, now you have a whole lot more to consider, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's let Clint jump in here and uh, see if he has any comments because he hasn't been able to comment for a while. Clinton, do you have any comments you'd like to add or discuss? You know, I'm just uh, I'm I'm pretty thankful to to have the work that you put into this, Brent. Um, looking at everything and looking at the analysis you put together, it shows the the amount of effort and the amount of work that you put into this. And I like Matthew's analogy of a clock with the different gears moving at different speeds. So that way you have the time frame that Brian's put together, which is a 120-year time frame, which we haven't even talked about. Um, we have Brent's time frame, which is very complex time frame, and then you have my time frame, which is a lot different than all the others as well. And so it's just it's amazing to see different aspects of time, different aspects of a timeline, different aspects of God moving within our society. And when you start looking at these dates and you start seeing certain dates pop up or, or certain time frames pop up or, or certain events pop up, you, you got to pay attention to it. You know, I mean, there's a reason that the, the Mayans had that day pegged on December 21st. There's a reason that the blood moon tetrad happened on those specific dates. There's a reason that these events that are, are transpiring in our modern time are happening on certain dates. Um, it's because, well, this was designed a long time ago before any of us ever had anything. And I love being able to see the different views into the, the spiritual world in a way. And so I just want to say thank you, Brent, for all your hard work that you put into this, man. Oh, my pleasure. It's been an absolute joy. Like I said, December 25th, I felt like I got presents from God, and I did. I just want to share it with everybody. And thank you, Matthew. Oh, I'm here to serve. Um, you know, 
that's what we're all supposed to do best is serve. And uh, we threw all this together as quickly as possible. I mean, within moments of you sending me the the notes, I had them published. <laughs> and and uh, within you're, you're minutes good. of and within minutes of uh, Clinton sending me his notes uh, to publish, I mean, I went as fast as as I could. Uh, so we're doing what we can. Um, and, you know, that's all we can do is watch and pray and hope. Well, well with that being said, um, anybody who doesn't get to listen or who doesn't get to listen to other shows, this is is on my heart the most. This is why I reached out to you, Matthew. It's because when I was at the library today, um, I, I won't get into the details. I was exhausted and, and, and all sorts of other good stuff. I didn't send out emails to other ministries that I have shown glimpses of, uh, that I only had glimpses of at the time, and they didn't seem to be interested, and that's fine, because it was only partials. It was pieces. It was, and now we've got a bigger picture. But uh point being is, if these time frames are correct, hello, people, listen to me now. If these time frames are correct, if these um, patterns continue, then on January 9th, 2018, there should be an event uh, that would take peace from the earth. If these two, Arab Springs and the ISIS, were harbingers, then I, I'm not predicting, I'm calculating. You can't tell me I'm a false prophet if it doesn't happen because it's only a calculation. I've done some observing. But I'm afraid for this world that on January 9th of this year, 2018, people, if these calculations are correct, if they continue in their pattern, if they continue in their cycle, then we're going to see something affect this world that is going to affect everyone and I believe it will be the second seal. Oh, there's gasps out there. We're already in the uh, tribulation. Well, I don't want to, I'm, I'm sorry for the spoiler alert, but for anybody who doesn't listen to the next few shows and doesn't get the outcome of all this, it's, it, I came here to warn people that, yes, by these calculations, I believe that uh, October 11th, the tribulation started, 90 days after that is January 9th, and I believe peace will be taken away from the earth. I have said it face-to-face to people. I am saying it now, and I'm only saying it for the best interest of those who might be shown by God that there is something correct in this, and there's not a lot we can do about it, but to be aware of it. So I just wanted to say that for those who didn't listen later for another show that didn't get the conclusion of it, and I'm sorry to say it. Well, let me add to it. Okay, let me put my two cents in here. There is a whole lot of people out there that has failed to repent of their sins 
personally. So let me make myself perfectly clear. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you must understand that many people think that when you're baptized, uh, after you're born, fresh, brand spanking new baby, they actually have been taught by their church that now that baby is a Christian. And on a weekly basis, monthly basis, they have congregational readings, and they read a script. And on that script, they ask the Lord to forgive their sins. Ladies and gentlemen, you're setting exactly where Herod was. And I'm going to play the part of John the Baptist. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Once you do that, you need to hold to the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes, and all will go well with you. So, with that being said, Brent, um... We have to remember that both what Brent said and what I stated, that is the matter at hand. Amen. If you're saved, well, you know how far up to get on the beach so that the tide don't overtake you, don't you? (laughs) If you're not a Christian, you're not going to be out in the water and get drowned. In any event, consider this is the way God designed time, and you're supposed to already know to look for seculum of time. And everything that Brent has showed us so far proves that emphatically, as a matter of fact. He mentioned January the 9th. I already knew what was coming January the 9th. Because an event happens that day that is really kind of off the charts. If you understand what God said about one end of the heavens to the other. But, we're not ready for the conclusion yet. Uh, Brent, you have a whole lot probably you want to cover before I talk about that, correct? So, please do proceed. Uh, yeah, no, no, um, uh, I, I love what you told the people, um, and, uh, I'm very interested, because we haven't got to talk about what you did see, uh, and you told me, you know, just a, a bit about January 9th, I, I'm very intrigued, because if it matches up, it's just another sign, and it's fantastic, um, we don't have eyes to see or ears to hear. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are bored with these numbers. From September 19th, uh, 2010 to uh, March 18th, 2011, 
there were nine events that had biblical numbers and significance in them. But in 2014, there were 23 events. Because we're getting closer to a timeline of 2017, looking back to 2014 and the blood moons. It's really a pivotal point. Um, It's amazing. I mean, I just... It's a it's a pivotal point. So, April 29th, major major day, 2014 is uh, 1,260 days uh, after November 17th, which was my calculation for the tribulation in 2010. But it's also 490 days after December 12th. Got all of this started, and it's uh, 14 days after the first blood moon. So there's a connection there. There's a... It's... Well, you guys were talking about, um, uh, you know, spokes and stuff. This is is a wheel within a wheel. This is, um, you know, uh, just amazing stuff. Uh, Here's a little bit, something I haven't spoken of. There are so many other things... In, in some of my first uh, calculations, I did Ramadan in. I threw Ramadan in because, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is something that's probably very controversial, and I don't know many people who talk about it. But later on, the next show, I'll just touch on it here. Especially in the first um, uh, three and a half years, the seals, hey, we're talking about <laughs> synchronicity again. The seals followed the feast of the Lord in a pattern that they were fulfilled. The the feasts, the seals were fulfilled in the feast, and the feasts were fulfilled in the seals. It, at three-month intervals, that's one year. We can go through the four horsemen and see the synchronicity of the Feast of the Lord in Scripture, in the timing of events, uh, patterns. I'm totally convinced that the seals um, follow the feast days. And I think I can prove that and we'll have to do that later. May 5th slash 6th. I do that slash again because, again, in Israel, they're a day ahead. But uh, that was uh, 2014. Uh, Israel's Independence Day. These things matter. These things are significant. They're, they're, they're within the pattern, probably a whole other pattern. Uh, you know, I mean, in one day a nation becomes, you know, a country, a, a country becomes a nation, a, a people becomes a nation. Th- that is no little thing. So their uh, celebrating of it is thanking Jehovah, and it's on a, a calendar and can be seen within the patterns. Uh, May 26, 2014, 490 days 
before the last flood moon. This is one of the keys to deciphering the blood moons that we'll have to get into at another show. But May 26th, um, well, let me, let, me, let me just wet everybody's whistle that doesn't know or has the paperwork. 490 days before the first blood moon fell right in the middle of Hanukkah. Jewish feast day pointing to the temple. 490 days before the second uh, blood moon was Muhammad's ascension. These are holidays that I, I, I found that synchronized with the dates that synchronized with 490-day time frame. That is an important um, well, Muhammad's ascension points to the Temple Mount. Now, we know the truth about the matter, but a billion other people in the world that are against Christ, that um, want to destroy Israel, that are going to be a part of the end times in a very big way, have their main man and the Temple Mount combined together, and it happens to be a... Both, you know what's even more amazing? Both of these are floating holidays. Hanukkah is a floating holiday. Muhammad's Ascension is a floating holiday. One is by the sun, and one is by the moon. Unless I'm incorrect, maybe they're both by the moon. But the fact remains is they're floating holidays. Uh, 490 days, first blood moon, Hanukkah. 490 days before second blood moon, Muhammad's ascension. 490 days before the third blood moon, Hanukkah again. Hmm. Hmm. 490 days before the last blood moon, Muhammad's ascension, May 26, 2014. These blood moons are pointing to the Temple Mount. And I haven't even gone into the last blood moon of January 30th, 2017, or excuse me, the last blood moon of September 28, 2015, and its 490-day fulfillment, in my mind, two witnesses pointing to the temple. I guess we're going to have to get into that later. So May 26th was uh, an important day. Uh, May 31st, again, these are all falling in within uh, the Jacob's Trouble uh, and, and the uh, the tribulation time frame, May 30th of 2014, which is three and a half years after the others that I may have put some people asleep with. Uh, May 31st, 2014, 90 days after Jacob's trouble, uh, March 2nd. Now, you know what? I don't know why that's there. <laughs> I'm sure it's there for a reason. Uh, June, June 8th, 2014, 40 days after uh, April 29th. Um, again, that's 40 days, okay. April 29th is the important day, but synchronicity of 40 days, I had to put it in. June 10th, 2014, 1,290 days before December 22nd, the seven, uh, 2017 UN vote. Big day, June 10th, 2014, 1,290 days before uh, December 22nd, uh, the UN vote. June 25th, 2014, 1,260 days before December 6th, okay? We have these 
June 10th, June 25th, 1,260 days, 1,290 days, December 6th, December 22nd, major days of announcements from, from world leaders saying yes and saying no to uh, Jerusalem being a capital. I mean, I, I, it doesn't get any more biblical and prophetic than that. June 28, 2014, 1,150 days before the solar eclipse. Solar eclipse was for repentance. The, the repentance was because the tribulation started. When I was talking about um, the, the feast days leading up to um, uh, uh, being synchronized with the feast days, the feast days being synchronized with the seals, I'm sorry, um, there's always repentance before judgment or chance to. Uh, what you've got is uh, tabernacles, then you've got, uh, you know, Yom Kippur. Then after that, um, the seals and uh, the feasts start synchronizing in judgment. Uh, it can be seen better in 2010. Um I'm still working on 2017, but um, anyway, I, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm, I apologize. June 10th, 2014. Let's see, we got that, got that. July 11th, 2014, 1,260 days after January 28th, which was the light over the Temple Mount. July 11th, big day, 2014, 1,260 days Before December 22nd, so this this Temple Mount, uh, I, I know I'm repeating it, but it is repeating. Um, the Temple Mount light and the, the vote, it's like for me, an angel came down and God said, you know, this is this is a sign in the first heaven to watch for a sign on the earth that the world will reject what the first sign was showing God has, has ordained. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how to make it in my heart and in my mind. That's what it says. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, let's see. July, again, uh, 2014. 90 days before October 9th. Now we have uh, the second... Uh, which would be the second blood moon. So within the patterns, we have um, the second blood moon and the uh, 490 days before the uh, last blood moon. And I think those are the only two that line up. And uh, August 10th, 2014, 1,290 days after uh, the light. And it, on the paperwork, people who don't have it, I put down light slash angel. I'm totally convinced it was an angel. There's just <laughs> That's just all there is to it. There's no such thing as UFOs. There's no extraterrestrials. There are UFOs. We don't know what they are, but they're, they're not from another planet. Let's not even... I know that's going to be a huge deception. Part of... Um, you know, he's, he, the enemy is pulling out all the stops at this time. He comes to lie, kill, and destroy. And he's going to do an unbelievable job at it. The last one, 
September 24, 2014, 1,335 days after the light uh, angel over the Temple Mount. Now, that's not, again, that's not um, uh, unusual to have um, something in the past or in the, or in the future, a date that you can align with 1,290, 1,260, 1,335, but it's the event. It's the event that matters. It's the event that uh, makes it astounding. So, basically, Matthew, um, I've uh, gone over what I think, well, let's see, hold on one second, one second. Yes, we have one more thing that I should have started with, and that is, uh, I think this is an interesting little page. March 2nd of 2014 was the beginning of Jacob's trouble. And I didn't even have that date on my first calendar. I just started it at uh, April 29, 2014. I just started it as the beginning of the tribulation. But within the framework of Jacob's trouble and the tribulation period, we've got a few more. March 10th, which is eight days after... Uh, Second chain of trouble. 1,260 days before the solar eclipse. March 12th, 1,290 days before the revelation sign and Yom Kippur. March 23rd, 1,150 days after the Temple Mount light. We've got all of the Temple Light Mount within this three month, uh, five month period. March 29th, 1,150 days before Trump at the wall. I tried to cover all my bases. Some of it may be silly, but all of it, I believe, is significant. Uh, gentlemen, uh, go for it. Well, I think I'll hold my peace right now. Let's uh, let's get Brian's two cents. Uh, he's been sending me uh, links behind um, behind the scenes with stuff that. Ladies and gentlemen, when when hasn't this happened? Me and Brian be talking about something, and we're in real time finding stuff. It just shouldn't surprise anybody by now. Brian, you got the mic. Uh, we're down to 15 minutes before the end of the broadcast. Well, there is an event I want to go back in and kind of uh, put a big circle around folks. Um, something that was brought up was the date that the formation of the caliphate, where the caliphate was announced with the Islamic State with ISIS in 2014. Now, everybody, you need to understand that this actual, you see, this person that declared himself the caliphate was the second leader of the Islamic State. Okay, the first one came about during the insurgency in Iraq that lasted from 2011 until 2013. And you'll notice that obviously in that sweet spot, um, as I pointed out earlier, you end up with that 2300 uh, marker beginning in 2012, according to the way I run my own calculations anyways. 
And this is when things get really heated in Iraq because in 2011 is when the U.S. troops removed themselves from Iraq as Obama had promised they would when he was coming into office. And they that's, like I said, again, that happened in 2011. And then by the time 2012 rolls around, this is when things start to intensify and Islamic State starts running its first course. Then we move forward. You take from the Iraqi Civil War, which they mark in 2014, which so happens to be around June 2014. And folks, with all the things going on here in the news, um, as far as December was concerned, I think we might want to take out a marker and draw a great big circle around the fact that in December, uh, Prime Minister Al-Abadi declared on December 10th the end of this war. Folks, can you do your mathematics? Just a simple, quick one. That's three and a half years. 2014, June. Or maybe I just messed that up. Never mind. Nonetheless, you've got that following within that marker. So this wasn't the only big things that happened here in December in 2017. This announcement from, you had it being announced by Syria that the war had come to an end there. You had Russia declared the end of the war against Islamic State, and they started removing their major grouping of forces from there as well. Iraq declared the end of the war against Islamic State. Now, everybody, I want to revert your attention back to... We did a report on this years upon years ago when it was just a little bit after... A documentary was released out of Al Jazeera called Enemy of Enemies, The Rise of ISIL. In that video series, at the very end of part one, something very frightening shows up at the end of it. And if you go in and look at the Hebrew words in Psalms 83, realize that it states that the Assyrian is going to be hidden in the shadows. He'll be the hidden arm hidden hand controlling everything from the shadows. Now, on my YouTube channel, an overt attention show, I have a little video up here called Behold the Assyrian, and it's a three-minute, 52-second clip that shows exactly what Psalm 83 says as these three different sources come in and tell the story of this man that showed up that was actually controlling everything. It was not the caliphate himself that was no it was this hidden man that nobody knew who he was he wasn't an arab he wasn't pan-arabic which is just another nationalist term to you know break it down no he they don't understand who this guy was let alone why he was controlling everything from behind the scenes so that begins to get rather worrisome when you start Looking at the context of what is happening here with Islamic State, we go backwards on top of it too, folks. Everybody remember about 
warships being scrambled to Cyprus, which was what, Kittim? That happened back in the same time frame. When the chemical attack, the first chemical attack was launched in Syria, and the United States scrambled warships there, they were about to launch an attack, when lo and behold, according to intelligence sources, Obama was fed false intel, and that's why he pulled back, folks. This had nothing to do with what they've tried to lead you to believe in the right wing. No, this had to do with the fact that he was fed false intel, and it turned out that it was one of the terror organizations that actually launched the attack, one of the organizations fighting against Assad's forces. Him seeing he had false intel, he pulled back, but roll it forward. Then we have that infamous 100-year timeline in 2017, Right as the United States entered World War I in 1917, 100 years to the day, Donald Trump does what? Orders his warships to come in. They went right from Cyprus straight up to Syria and started launching Tomahawk cruise missiles. So the more we keep looking in these windows of time, the more we're going to keep finding. This should be unending. Irregardless of anything, we're going to find this keeps going. But go ahead. That's what I had to say there. No, I'm just agreeing with you, Pat. Uh, 100 years to the day from uh, uh, 1917? Yep. Wow. America's entry into World War One, and then 100 years later, Donald Trump comes in and orders the firing of those cruise missiles. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Let me repeat that for you. Uh, wow, we're we're down here to six minutes. So, Clinton, did you have anything that you wanted to add? You know, I mean, this is uh, definitely a topic and, and something that we need to talk in more detail later as well, um, especially as things are developing. And, Brent, uh, since you've never really – you know, seen any of my work or anything, Matthew has attached my timeline onto this broadcast. So you can look at that as well. Um, but I love the whole aspect of the clock. I love the aspect of everything unfolding and that we're going to find more timelines like this, all pointing to the same time frame, which is unbelievable and amazing and prophetic in its own way. Amen to that. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> well, Brian had his spiel. You know, Brent, how many more episodes do you think this is going to take? Um, well, if the guys join in, um, uh, two. Okay. Well, uh, because I've got. Would you like? Prepare. I, I I I gave you just about everything I got that, mm-hmm. that could make sense tonight, and then uh, you know I've got to prepare again tomorrow. But there is more. Okay, that's fine. We haven't even, right, we haven't even got it to 2017 yet. Right. I know. I I know, and that's that's that's. That's fresh, okay? Everybody can see that's fresh. Everybody can feel 
that's fresh. So uh, I will go ahead and postpone WI2C Radio until next Thursday. Um, we'll go ahead and schedule Brent again tomorrow. And uh, I'm looking at his work schedule right now. He said that uh, he's free until Friday, so that will give us Thursday and Friday if needs be. Um so, ladies and gentlemen, that gives you all plenty of time to uh, research uh, Brent and Clinton's notes and send me questions and then uh, reverberate from there. And uh, with that being said, um, Brent, go ahead and come on here and uh, say your goodbyes and uh, whatever websites you want to share or whatever you'd like to do. Was that me or Clinton? That was you, Brent. Oh, um, you know what? You mentioned a website. Um, thank you very much. Uh, because I have seen it be correct in my life. Let me give you an example. Wings of Prophecy. That is a website. It's a blog talk. It's a young lady who is a prophetess. Um, I'm, I'm just speaking from experience and, and and what I believe. I when uh, 40 days uh, just now real quick uh, uh, the the 40 days before uh, after the uh, eclipse. Okay, I went into fasting and praying. But not for the 40 days. I'm not that great. Not great at all. But um, one of the things God put on my heart was, one day he said, um, pray for those who are doing yoga. I didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. Fine. I'll, I'll, you know, great. The next day, this woman, on her blog, said that the Lord told her to play, pray for those with a kundalini spirit, which is attached to the yoga spirit, or the yoga spirit. So that's just one little example of the things I've seen um, or her hear from the Lord to be correct, and I can confirm it. Wings of Prophecy, January 2nd and 3rd. Barely two paragraphs. Eye-openers because of the subject matter. Um, God bless you all. Thank you for the opportunity. I will be on it tomorrow. Um, uh, I apologize for for being um, scatterbrained. I don't have my own computer. I have to go to the library. Um, it's been closed since December 25th for quite a while. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Can't wait to see your stuff. God bless you all, and thank you. All right, Clinton, uh, go ahead and jump in here uh, with your closing comments and websites and contact information, please. You know, just another testament to Brent's work, the fact that he's doing this at the library. I mean, that just says a lot right there. Um, so thank you for all your hard work and everything you put in this, and we definitely look forward to talking to you again. Um, everyone, you know, if you want to learn more about me, uh, my website is clintoncowatch.com, and you can also uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is at clintoncowatch, and all the news broadcasts we ever talk about are always posted there. Thank you very much, and may God guide you on your journey. Brian, your turn, bud. 
All right, you can find me at Overt Attention Show at on Twitter. Want to contact me? The Bands of Time at Gmail dot com. Uh, website Overt Attention Show dot com. And I got a yeah second that doing all the work at the library. That's definitely some heavy duty commitment. So, all right, thanks for joining us. God bless. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brent is uh, not, how do we put that? Uh, Well, he's not uh, in the upper echelons of the economic scale, shall we say, so uh, the Lord uh, has to deal with him uh, more directly. Uh, That's what he was referring to, downloads. He didn't mean uh, downloads off the internet because he doesn't have a computer. He can only go to the internet to get online. Let me leave you with this. This was published December 26th, ladies and gentlemen, just days ago. I'm going to give you an excerpt, just one paragraph from this scientific journal. When rising currents hit the underside of the solid lithosphere, they deflect sideways, exerting drag. If that drag is strong enough, it can rip up the lithosphere, creating new plates and making old ones move up welling magma, filling in the gaps. When this happens at the bottom of the ocean, the result is the seafloor spreading which is what Vine and Matthews has observed. This is occurring today in places such as the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and the Red Sea Rift. Ladies and gentlemen, there they go again. Brian and I has told you well about this. It is the Sheba Rift that goes up and intertwines underneath Damascus. Well, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, as always, God bless, Godspeed.